Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. The antipode of any place on earth is the point on the earth's surface, which is diametrically opposite to it, like a straight line running through the center of the earth. Therefore, most Americans would probably find their tunnel ending up in the Indian Ocean if they didn't stop digging. But, you know, our grandparents told us that we would end up in China. Obviously, their coordinates were slightly off, but we know more now. However, our grandparents did not dig endlessly in unsustainable projects like the ideology of presentism that young minds are focused on so much today. Presentism is the view that only present things exist. My granddaddy, if he were still living, he'd probably tell those folks to stop digging. Alan Jackson wrote a song titled, Remember When? Remember when I was young and so were you? Well, academic historian and president of the American Historical Association, Professor James H. Sweet, warned us recently, when historians get caught up in the allure of political relevance, he writes, then the past becomes an evidentiary grab bag to articulate their political positions, saying, if history is only those stories from the past that confirm current political positions, all manner of political hacks can claim historical expertise, like Nicole Hannah-Jones' 1619 project. Cicero, the first century B.C. statesman, said, To be ignorant of what occurred before you were born is to remain always a child. For what is the worth of a human life if it is not woven into the life of our ancestors by the record of history? The real task of the historian, then, is to understand the strange past, and show how it shapes the familiar present. An ideology that believes only present things can exist is simply unsustainable. Man cannot find any form of nobility in the ideology of presentism. Even so, it is a true statement that the most revered men in our history were flawed men, like the twelve apostles and every other man born of Adam's seed, just like you and me. Man's nobility does not end upon the fact that men, like our ancestors, were flawed, and therefore they cannot be heroic, they cannot be men to emulate or admire, when that is precisely where man's nobility begins. But we, like they, must first conclude that we too are also flawed, and then we, like they, can turn around and be forgiven. When Peter gets out of the boat, he walks on water. But then he begins to sink, and he hears Jesus say, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, sometimes it takes dramatic events to convince us of how flawed we are and to address the reasons for our doubts and seek a cure. But Peter would choose to be crucified upside down, crucifixion, the worst torment of all. Why? Could it be like the lyrics of Brad Paisley's song, When I get where I'm going, I'll see my Maker's face, and then I'll stand forever. In his amazing grace, Peter must have learned that the power of God's mercy was greater than any pain, which he testifies to in 1 Peter 2.10 when he says that by God's mercy we grow up to salvation. He must have known before his martyr's death a song he would be singing. Maybe he realized that God loves us in spite of our flaws, as Eric Church saying, all the crazy in my dreams and both my broken wings and every single piece of everything I am. When you study men like the apostles, you discover the patience, strength, and courage they faced in adversity and suffering, attempting to take the story of God and the gospel to the whole world. 
And how do we know this? But by their life stories and their shared words written down in history by men who knew them personally. 20th century writer G.K. Chesterton wrote, We should not read historians but history. Let us read only the dead men on their living topics. End quote. Because history is about humanity, and it must be woven into our lives, as Cicero stated, not told in treachery, because we've discovered our tunnels lead to some dark ocean where men drown. We all love the stories about the joy of victory, but we would rather not have to endure the adversity and sufferings brought by the discipline and trial to achieve that victory, because it is easier to only think about the present moment and dilute our memory. As Zach Brown wrote, I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. But we are not meant to be mindless all the time. We all have a purpose in life, a role to play. Jeremiah tells us, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And Peter tells us, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. And Paul tells us, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. The rhythm of man's nobility emerges in its highest form when we see him carry that adversity and suffering with God's grace. It puts us back in step toward our true north. Clint Black sang these words, Try stepping to the tune with the rhythm of a walking man. Ain't it funny how a melody can bring back a memory? The memory of our ancient past helps us live, learn, and grow, and calls each of us to think more intentionally about the present. It is because of the historical past with great men of history, great men of the faith, and our own ancestors that have shaped all of us to be that intentional. Remember when 30 seemed so old, now looking back, it's just a stepping stone to where we are, where we've been. Said we'd do it all again. Remember when. If the only thing that matters is the present, then to explain how unsustainable that ideology is, we must listen to Chesterton once more. It is like saying that a man in his second childhood must exactly copy his first childhood. A baby is bald like an old man. Both a baby and an old man walk with difficulty. But he who shall expect the old gentleman to lie on his back and kick joyfully, well, instead will be disappointed. We know more about our past when we listen to those who actually lived in the past. And if we choose to let their original dialogue inform us, we may discover our true north by making fewer mistakes. But this is only true if man chooses the path of nobility. So like the song, when I get where I'm going, I'm going to walk with my granddaddy, and he'll match me step for step. And I'll tell him how I've missed him every minute since he left. And then I'll hug his neck. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus. Vobiscum.